It feels good to be back in the saddle. I know. Is it not a return to a calmness that we did not even know we were in. It feels like when you've been, like, traveling a lot lately mm-hmm. and you finally have a night to, like, get on the couch mm-hmm. with your favorite snacks. Like, for me, it would be, like, a charcuterie board. Oh, yeah. And, like, sit on the couch and just melt. That's what it feels like. It feels like being able to do that again after yeah. not doing that for a long time. And also, kind of, um, it makes me realize, anyway, that... You know when things are really stressful, but then they go to like 11. Yeah. And then they come back and they're still stressful. You're still busy, but you have a little area. You have a window of going like, okay, but at least it wasn't. It's not that anymore. It's not that busy. Uh, So I think we're kind of comfortably in that range. Yeah. It feels good. So a lot's happened since we've. When was the last time we record? When's the most recent time we recorded? The live? I guess technically the live. Yeah. But before that, as in a regular episode, it was whatever episode came out before the live. Yeah. Because I don't even count that as like a normal recording session. It's been a while. It's been a very long time. It's been. God. Kind of didn't. It's a draw. I mean, you did beat me to it a little bit, but I'm getting better. I know. There's recorded evidence of that. Gotcha twice on the live stream. Except one time you did say it's just been. Yeah, it's really I still fucking count it. Oh, well. How was your Halloween? It was low key. It yeah. was wrong. <laughs> we just, it, literally, it was not wrong. Correct. It was the wrong day. But it kind of worked out because I did all of my warding and whatnot the yeah. day before Halloween, which, which I feel like was, was good. Which, let's be clear, you thought was Halloween. I thought it was Halloween. I thought it the whole day. I woke up. When did you uh, get clued in? Like 8.30 at night. Oh, shit. And then I was like, wait a minute. I have two more <laughs> days of work to go. And I work from home on Fridays. And I was just like, wait a minute. I have to get out of my pajamas tomorrow. What? On Halloween. Yeah. And so I I came home and I cleaned and mopped everything, the whole deal, full clean, and then smoke cleansed the house with one of my bundles. The whole deal. Which I'll tell you about it next, but I got to tell you about the Sean James concert. But I did the whole house with a bundle and I burned like almost all of it, about half of it going through. And it was good. I, I used Kim's badass protection oil that she made. And I that sigiled, she said was poison and you kept eating it. I did not <laughs> even touch it. And I got as she I followed her directions and got a Q-tip and sigiled every single window, every door, everything like that. Um, and it feels real good. Oh, yeah. But it was not Halloween. Well, it still counts. At all. You know. And, uh, but I tried to make it festive. So I made some snickerdoodle cookies, which Ooh. I cooked too long and they were so hard. <laughs> and I am not a baker. I, I will cook any dish you throw at me, but I cannot fucking bake. I can't. Yet another way that we y- eat like yin and yang, you know? Yeah. Like, because yeah. I can't cook a boiled egg, but I will bake some shit. Well, and it's like... We should open a restaurant. It's like Hunter said last night. He was like, cooking is an art, but baking is a science. Yeah. And that's very true. Baking takes a level of... Because I'm not a precise cook at all. I improv everything that I do. And I make up shit and make up recipes and whatnot. So having to follow strict rules for baking, otherwise it will ruin. See, I've I've heard that said because that's what Carol... um, Cooking with Carol... Mm -hmm. Has said before, and I am—I um, don't know. I think that's true structure, structurally. 
But I don't view it that way because I think that there's so many things that you can do with baking. But you do have to be careful. Yeah. And I think it's, it's I, I kind of respect that um, rigidity a little bit. Mm. Kind of, uh, it, it rains, it, it'll rain it in a little bit for you. Because mm. sometimes um, you can get a little crazy. And sometimes when, like, I, I like to use baking as like an anti-stressor. So it is nice to go to when you feel very out of sorts to go to and, and like be like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Now I can add fucking chocolate and I can add this and I can add this, but I have this little plan to stick to. See, that makes me nervous. But see, it makes cooking makes me nervous for the opposite reason, because I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to do something. I don't trust myself. See, when I'm trying to relax, I'll open my fridge and be like, all right, I got portobellas. Clark's that way. I got this. I got, dude, you know what yeah. we can fucking put together and then just like make it happen. Yeah. That's how I, but if I like, all right, let me pull out my recipe book. I mm. start getting heart palpitations. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> well, see, okay. It's easier for that purpose to remember baking recipes. So when you get to the point, like I can make a loaf of bread without looking at a recipe. Mm. Right. And I know that's very low skill. <laughs> But it makes you feel so fucking badass to like get in and like just pull out everything you need and just like boom, there's some bread. Make a bread. And bread like, making yeah. to me is something that I hold in very high respect. Um, I love doing it. It's probably my favorite thing to make. I mean, I do love at the end of a baking session having, you know what? This is serendipitous. I have a baking session as a part of my topic today. Oh, Let me put this necklace over here. I like to have the reward of like cookies or like a pie or something mm -hmm. at the end of it. But bread feels so, um, what's the word? It's like, it, like you've provided. It's very hearty. Yeah. yeah you're like, you know, you're like, I made something that's going to go with literally this. literally the bread and butter it, kind of deal. Oh God, bread and butter. Though. Nothing's better. Ooh. Especially fresh bread. Oh, hot. Fresh hot bread. With some of that Irish Good, butter. Good, real, like cream God butter. God damn. Yeah. I'm hungry. Oh my God. <laughs> We've been chowing down on those cookies. Too. I know they're good. Those uh, good, those thick ass icing cookies. How was your Halloween? It was good. My Halloween was very low key. We're not low key Halloween people around my place. It was a very, uh, very uh, lackluster yeah. Halloween yeah. year for for me. For um. It's always strange when it's on a weekday. Yeah. You know, it's always strange when it's not a Friday or a Saturday. Also, the temps got pretty cold for, for us here in these parts. Yeah, so not a lot of kids were out trick-or-treating. I think a lot of kids opted, or a lot of parents opted. Well, it rained that night. Out here it did? Yeah, we got some drizzle. Oh, I, we, I don't think we got any. Because I really wanted it because it was below freezing. And I was like, snow? But, um... I think a lot of parents take their kids to indoor things, or at least did last night. Like trunk or treats yeah. nowadays, too. Which is kind of a bummer, but I get it. But um, we had a very, very, very small amount of trick-or-treaters. So we just stayed in. We actually, and this is the first time in my life that I've ever done this, and it made me feel so old. We turned our light off at like nine. We've never done that. I am the last person on the block turning my light off. I'm also that person who gives out fucking full-size candy I bars. I feel that. So, like, I love it. But we turn it off super early. We just watched scary movie after scary movie after scary movie. Somebody touched my shoes, which if you were watching our live, you know what that means. Um, I think it's hilarious. I had a pair of shoes. Get slightly moved. That uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just had by the front door outside of the house on the outside. Off to the side so nobody tripped on them. They're at a place where if you tripped on them, then you were trying to get through my window and they're busted so i'm like i need to throw these away so i just put them by the front door so i'd remember of course i don't remember but the next morning they've been like 
knocked over and kind of moved and one was like kind of upside Could down. Could it have been your possum? Uh, yeah, it is possible, but those it's shoes possible. were there. F- it's possible. Those shoes were there for like f- half a week Maybe there was and they were fine. Wanted. I know Maybe he was done was. hitting up all of your neighbor's houses for vegetables and shit. And he came, <laughs> he and, came and he's like, shoes. what are these boot shaped vegetables? <laughs> Little fucker. Uh, I think somebody, honestly, since there's a lot of people wandering around and stuff, you know, and a lot of teens, you know how those kids are. Mm-hmm. I think somebody got psyched about a free pair of boots and then saw the size of them. I wear a woman's 12, which is the size of the earth. <laughs> and then they just said, fuck it and put them down. And so that was my Halloween. That's yeah. And I've been a little unnerved about just the Someone idea of somebody <laughs> on my porch doing things that I don't know about. In movies, the scariest thing to me is when there's like somebody outside of the house and the people inside are oblivious to Unaware. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked. Kind of almost strangers-esque. Yeah. Yeah, You know? Anyway. (laughs) So I have important news for you. Since we last spoke on this podcast. Yes. I have met, hugged, and given Sean James a bundle. That's correct. (laughs) That's correct. And a sticker for yeah. our podcast. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go with you guys, but then I had the whole chest infection yeah. happen. It was... I was bummed out. out I'm glad this, you got to go. Out of this world. It was super intimate yeah. of, a, of a setting. He is literally the sweetest human. Yeah. He's such a... He's a, like a teenager. <laughs> The picture you sent with him and Lyra and you, he dwarfing you. <laughs> I had three inch heeled boots on. So sweet. No, I was wearing my thick like platform boots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those crazy colored ones. The what crazy colored boots? The ones that you got from uh, Jefferson. Oh no, uh. pretty not that much shorter. They're big black dominatrix yeah. boots, is what oh. they are, and he was the sweetest thing. And it was like honestly, the sweetest thing. The show. I like it broke my brain. It was so good. So I don't know. If, okay, I don't know if you've ever seen the American Dad episode. Love it. Off to a great start. So there's an episode to where Roger gets the password on Directv to watch Barbara does Celine. Oh yeah. And then he like gets in that weird three D yeah, yeah, thing yeah. and he leaves his body. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And he, I mean, it was just unbelievable. It was just un believable and i could not even handle it at mm. all and like he finished uh i don't remember what song it was that he finished he played everything that i could have ever wanted ever and charlie or uh, lyra looked at me and she was just like that was a church and i was like yeah and there was free beer i free beer didn't know that and it was lone star i would have dragged my sick ass out of bed it was free beer and so after the show we went up to talk to him, you know, and like shoot the shit with him. And he's such a sweetie pie. I just can't get over how much of just a sweetheart. And it's strange because he does look like he could demolish somebody. And in a he fight. looks like he could be kind of rough, like almost yeah. like Danny Trejo if he, he needed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But he is so goddamn sweet. And so it kind of started out Danny really funny. Trejo. So we were in line to, just to say hello. And there was like this middle aged blonde woman. And we were talking to her about, she'd never heard of him before, mm. you know? And so we were, like, talking to her about him. And, you know, so, so she, like, 
talks to him for a minute and then she turns around and she's like your two biggest fans are right here and oh. he went don't embarrass them like that oh, and no. then i looked at him and i was like it's the hats because we were both wearing <laughs> wide-brimmed hats and he was just like so we talked for a little bit and he's a doll and then i had packed i made a special one for him and it was a it was a thick boy mm. a thick a thick buddy thick cut butter yeah and um I had it all wrapped up and I was like, I brought you a gift. I'm sorry if that's really strange. And he kind of looked at me and I was like, so I pulled it out and I gave it to him. And I said, this is, I called it a juniper bundle because I've since learned that's really what it is. You, Macy, I you have been scarred from that episode. It's really fucked up. I have not heard you say the word cedar since (laughs) then. (laughs) And so I gave it to him and I was like, this is a juniper bundle. And he said, what do I do with it? I was like, have you ever staged before? And he was like, yeah. I was like, it's the same thing. You can like cleanse, you know. I was like, I imagine touring being exhausting and really, really hard. And he was like, it really is. And I was like, so this is for you. And he was, he gave me like a big hug and he was like, it's very sweet. And so we talked for a while, and then Lyra took a shot out of his gym beam, and <laughs> he was the best. And I, I, I uh, it was great. Man. Oh, and then right when I, I, I hugged him again before I left, and I gave him a sticker, one of our stickers, and I said, I just want you to know there's a coven of witches who think the world of you. <laughs> and he, like, heard me, he, like, I get, he didn't, hadn't read the sticker yet, but he looked at me about, like, the witch thing, and he was uh. like, I thought so. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I figure he can, he can probably spot he can sniff that out, easy. yeah. Sniff out a witch. Man, I have the hardest case of FOMO about that whole situation. It was perfect and that's the thing we were driving home and i just almost couldn't even i was i was just driving i was like it was perfect it was perfect like it was just wonderful but y'all i i feel really bad for him so he said some shit luck because i follow him on instagram so like after our show and i actually commented on his status today and i don't usually do that because i know that's nuts and (laughs) how is that nuts i don't know and so and he is like they got in a van accident so his oh, tour no. van got busted they had to cancel some dates and it then was he, it was your cedar and then he got the flu oh, no. and like he just had this string of bad luck so i commented and i said like burn that juniper bundle and he liked it, and it was, whoa shit yeah, i was like that's sweet but yo send sean james some kindness he needs it <laughs> man send him some light poor little dude i know send him some lunar vibes and some lunar vibes <laughs> Shit, I wish I had something nearly as interesting. Oh, I have one more cute story for you. Is it's it... very short and very cute. Oh, okay, and it involves Papa. Oh. So, Papa, one, almost got beaten to death with a pan by Rustin. <laughs> Wait! Okay, you didn't hear the full story. So, for you guys at home, Papa is me and Macy's shared grandfather. Yes. And so, when we were, uh, where were we? Uh, at, at y'all's for the pop-up weekend. Okay. We had him watch our chickens. Yeah. The little chicks. And so he he loves it. Mm-hmm. He's all about it. One, so he was down here checking on the chicks like he needed to do one night. And mom couldn't recognize his car down here. Yeah. Which I'm glad she's looking out. But she was like, <laughs> I don't know who that is. And Rustin happened to be visiting. So they like went down to check it out. Mm-hmm. And apparently Rustin was going down the hallway with a pot. Like a, like a saucepan. <laughs> Your brother. Only Rustin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And because he heard something in the chicken room and he stumbles. Rustin's fucking Samwise. You know he is. You know it. (laughs) And he walks in to find Papa with the guitar serenading the chicks. I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm going to die. And he's playing him a song. And you know he never thought anyone was going to see that. 
Isn't what? that precious? Oh my Isn't that just golden hearted? Yeah, absolutely. Like, a, it's a little slice of life that otherwise would have never been uncovered. Mm-hmm. What a nice thing. He loves those little chicks. Like, <laughs> he loves them so much. So what are you talking about? I'm coming at you today with a winter time seed. Um, I was going to say an herb. Seed. That's another word that's popular in that book series. Seed. seed. I can't say seed and not think. Of sperm? Of sperm. That's because that's all that you can think of. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also like, every, every, it's every other word in Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah. It's just everything. It's s- common in the Cushiel series. Spilling seed. Seed. Planting seed and. You're the seed of my dick or whatever it is they say. I don't know. But isn't that romantic? <laughs> Child, Child, you're the seed of my dick. I don't like that. I retract or, that statement. Like for some nice alliteration, the seed of my sack. Yeah. <laughs> of my testes. Uh, okay. Do we need to put some kind of like NC-17 warning <laughs> on this episode? Okay. Uh, I'm going to be talking about nutmeg today. Nutmeg. Nutmeg. Um... Which is hilarious because I... little nutmeg has to go all noble. What is that from? It's Hercules. It's oh. Hades. Being a, it's Hades. His sassy bastard. I love Hades. I relate to Hades. I love Hades so, so much. So deeply. And we re- re-watched it when uh, Macy came over. It's my favorite Disney movie, hands down. Probably a couple of months ago now. But we rewatched mm. several Disney movies. We watched Mulan. It just stands out, man. Princess and the Frog, which I had never seen. Oh, love Princess and the Frog. Because when that came out, I had already hit like my I'm too cool for Disney like years. I get excited about it because it was the first hand-drawn one yeah. they'd made in a while. Yeah. And it has that, the music's good and yeah. it's like all New Orleans-y mm-hmm. and shit. I loved Princess and the Frog. But Hercules, hands down, forever and always, yeah. is the best. You got the It's the music. Yeah. I can't pick my favorite. I'm torn between freaking Aladdin uh, and um, the Lion King. Lion King's my yeah. right up there, right by Hercules. I think it might be Aladdin because it's just, I just. I, it's always been Aladdin for you. Yeah. I just have a weird, I just love it so much. Because you got a crush on Jafar. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about nutmeg. Nutmeg. Very wintry spice. Very wintry seed for your mouth. Seed. and Oh, I didn't even mean a it that way. A wintry seed for your mouth. When I said it. But I mean, I do have... <clears throat> okay. I'm going to talk about nutmeg. This nutmeg. is the fourth time. Nut. Nut-t-t-t-meg. I have a special, not just a recipe involving nutmeg, but I kind of went... Uh, kitchen witchery, spellcraft um, inspired. Oh. Recently, uh, I kind of redeveloped a love for kitchen witchery and taking a really, um, taking a lot of respect for the steps of mm. it. Not just cooking a meal, but actually stopping and thinking about the ingredients that you're using and kind of uh, enchanting each one for a purpose. So that's what I got. What do you, what do you get? Well, the witchy retreat actually inspired me a little bit too. Yeah. Um, and, and my little kind of spell that mm-hmm. I have. So I've never been one for candle magic. It's right. never really spoke to me. However, this weekend really changed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan did a great job at kind of breaking it down. Cause for me, it's honestly one of those things I'm like, that's fucking woo. Yeah. It's woo right. as hell. <laughs> and 
this weekend really changed my perception on mm. that. And um, plus, this is kind of a I have some hoodoo thrown in mm-hmm. uh, in, in mine. So it's a little it's a little fun spell. I actually have a charm in mind um, that I'm oh. in the process of fleshing out that I'm going to put together. I'm very excited about it. But yeah, and and it originally was just going to be the the sweet gum little spiky boys, mm-hmm. but the tree itself is immensely fascinating. And there's oh. so much about sweet gum. It's not just a trash tree, like a lot of people say. Hey, and how we definitely view it down here. It's yeah, people hate yeah. hate them. They cut them down like crazy. And um, it's not. It's a very beneficial tree in mm-hmm. literally every single way. There's not a way it's not. Really? It's very interesting. So, hmm. yeah. I'll come mm-hmm. at you with those sweet gum boys. Tell me about the sweet Do gums. Do I go first? I'm not sure. It's been so long. It's been! It has just been so long since we've done this. I don't know who goes first. So we can just flip a snack or we can do whatever. But... One thing I do know is before we go any further. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to Claire S. I was panicked. <laughs> uh, what is some good? I'm going to celebrate. What's Sean James I can celebrate with? Claire S. At the moon. Her blood runs. Not a tune. That's some Sean James. Can't do it that good. Did this front, this cold front, did it fuck with your voice? I mean, I know you just got better, but. See, that's the thing. I couldn't tell the line between when I got better from my voice and like when, because everybody right now is Everybody's having having voice problems. Some shit. Hunters has been bothering him too. So I've not been able to sing properly for like days and I want to. And it's like my biggest problem. And it's why my voice gets so fucked up is because I'll like want to and then I'll push it because I know I don't need to, but my Mm, throat's irritated. mm -hmm. But if I don't sing and drive, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. No, same. And it's terrible. I, I haven't really sang at all since I've lost my voice and I mean I same I will not be in a car and not sing yeah so I've been mouthing which yeah. it feels a little bit better it's something but even that you know you flex a little of your yeah. vocal cords even that has been kind of getting to me yeah so I haven't even tried it yet yeah I, I think I really fucked my voice up when I fought through my laryngitis mm. instead of just letting it be I think I'm, that's part of the reason I've still been having trouble is because I did a little bit of damage mm. but you know, sexy Phoebe voice. Sexy yeah. Phoebe voice. Exactly. For the rest of my life. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? All right, here's what I'm going to do. You I'm going to flip this book. Pick a side. You want the dramatic female cover or do you want the back that has words? I want the back cover because I'm all about that base. <laughs> okay, hold Come on. on. Shut up. Shut up. We're flipping a book to see who goes first, because that's all we got. Back. Okay. You go first. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to talk to you today about nutmeg. So nutmeg is not a nut, but a seed. We've spoken briefly about this. Nut and seed. So it's not a nut. It's a seed Um, from several trees from the Myristica. Oh. Genus of of trees. Uh, And then it is then either used whole uh, or you can grind it into a powder. Then it says, I put in quotes here, talk about that. Great. (laughs) 
No, I think all I wanted to say here was, um, have you ever, you know, those big long nutmeg grinders that you can have? Yes. And you, have you ever like ground a, a nutmeg on the, they're so satisfying. Uh, and cause they look like little hard, hard bits of like a hard ass walnut is what mm-hmm. they look like. Right. But they grind so smooth and mm-hmm. so softly. And it's such a fun thing. I love to, um, like pull out the big grinder and get a little nutmeg and like, on my, on my coffee, you know, it just feels like such a, um, I don't know. It just feels like very fresh. And it very, sounds like, yeah, very luxurious. Woody, mm-hmm. woodsy kind of thing. Um, so there, I talked about that. So nutmeg, along with a lot of other spices that we use a lot around this time, cinnamon, allspice, clove, things like that. Uh, it's very warm and kind of, it's got a touch of sweetness to it. Um, it's also been described as spicy before kind of like cinnamon you know it's got a little bit of that heat to mm-hmm. it and it's used in almost every single holiday blend oh yeah it's in all kind. it's all over place it's in coffees right now it's in desserts anything pumpkin spice it's anything got nutmeg has in nutmeg it. In yeah it. and usually no pumpkin yeah it's <laughs> a lot of nutmeg uh nutmeg cinnamon you know sometimes squash yeah yeah i think me and dad were talking about those pumpkin pie filling cans that you mm-hmm. can get if you look at the back it's like squash there's like no, it's like pumpkin flavoring and squash. So nutmeg was used traditionally as medicine. We have evidence that that ranges as far back as 3,500 years ago because they actually found residue on the inside of some like super ancient pots. And that's, that's cool that that lasts for that long. Mm. And then somebody, some scientist. I like, like to imagine they just like lick it. Yeah, he's like, nutmeg. That'd be nutmeg. <laughs> This is from 3,000 years ago. Uh, And it originally came from uh, the Spice Islands, also known as the eastern part of Indonesia. It was a big heavy hitter in like the spice uh, trade and like the a lot of the bloodshed that happened because of stuff like that. Have you ever heard of the, the Dutch East India Company? Yeah. I remember learning about them in school. It came to a time where it was starting to get really popular. Nutmeg was getting very, very popular in uh, medieval Europe. Mm. They used it not only to cook and and things like that, but it was also thought to keep the plague away. And it was massively expensive. If you could get your hands on nutmeg, it was kind of like saffron, how we think about that. You know, it was super, super expensive. Getting like a full thing of rose oil. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, if you had a thing of nutmeg, you were daddy mm. you know so mm. you're um <laughs> what was it that you said way back something about dogs i don't remember like, you were daddy <laughs> i don't remember what that was i don't know i just remember lyra coming over she was like i loved it when you said I, you were daddy yeah. <laughs> okay uh cha 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 so yeah everybody's really really wanting it so that's that's when um this dutch east india company came in and they were looking to they were looking to get a uh, monopoly on the trade of nutmeg. Yeah, they're evil as fuck. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad dudes. Uh, and of course, not just nutmeg. They were trying to corner the market on a lot of things, but nutmeg happened to be in that uh, that list of things that they wanted. So they launched into this battle, and I, I call it, it's called a battle online, but battle should be put in quotations here. It's like a skirmish. It was like a slaughter oh. is what it was. Uh, because it was the Dutch East India Company came up on the uh, Bandanese in 1621, and they killed all but a thousand people on the island How or many in the space. Were on the island, Jesus. a large amount. And then of the thousand people that were left, 
they were not treated kindly. No, I'm if sure you can they imagine, were fucking slaves and shit. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah, that was an evil company. Uh, it was not a good. It was not a good scene. And I just wanted to. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting bit of history mm. uh, because the bloody orange oranges. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody oranges. The bloody origins of nutmeg. Of nutmeg and spice in general. The spice trade was it's dark. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> It was tough. Um, all for, it, it seems strange because it's not, well, I was going to say it's not medicine. I guess it, it really was back then in a lot of ways, but it's nothing that you would, you would think of as completely necessary. It seems like a lot of what fueled like the East India yeah. Company and things like that was status. Yeah. If you had yeah. it, you were the shit. Exactly. Really. And it wasn't something that we needed, but you know what? It was luxury. Yeah. And it's these slaughters and wars. That and doesn't matter. So much death for some luxury. Very, you know, very European at, at the time. Yeah. You know? um, or that time. So, and on a lighter note, because <laughs> that's a bummer, uh, but it has been suggested that Connecticut received its nickname, and this is from Wiki, so you know it's it's absolutely right. The nutmeg state, apparently, is what Connecticut goes by. Texas is, what are we, the friendly state? The Lone Star state. What, what, I thought we were the friendly. Please. Okay. Uh, so anyway, circling back. Connecticut is known as the nutmeg state. Uh, and it's been suggested that they received that name from a term called nutmegging or nutmegger as a person. Uh, the claim that some unscrupulous Connecticut traders way back in the day, they would nutmeg people oh and what that meant is they would take chunks of wood and whittle it down to look like a nutmeg and then they would sell it to people at exorbitant prices that's very specific (laughs) and i love the word unscrupulous (laughs) i love that word so to be a uh to nutmeg somebody has uh apparently at i've never heard it but at some places maybe and sometimes it later came to mean any type of fraud to get nutmegged i guess i'm gonna use that or, or if you wanted to call somebody like a like a you know like a fake you'd call them a nutmegger you know so i like it there's that so nutmeg is one of the essential oils that is you get it by steam distillation, mm-hmm. which is my least favorite of all the um, distillation processes because steam can kill a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the good floras and stuff. Mm-hmm. But since this is a hardy thing, this is not a flower or anything very delicate. This is a hardy ass dude. There's not much to kill within mm-hmm. it. So the easiest way by far is to do steam distillation. Nutmeg does contain a toxin <laughs> that can result in... Uh, poisoning if you consume it at a high rate so consuming a large amount of the oil is not advised but you can put it in as a flavoring into foods Mm -hmm. and especially it's gotten a lot of popularity in foods that have they don't want like the little bits of nutmeg Mm -hmm. you know they don't want it to be visible so they would use the the oil however (laughs) even in its powder form and especially in its oil form massive amounts of nutmeg can cause a reaction mostly uh, allergic and skin reactions and things like that or even a psychoactive effect which is strange i saw a lot of this in research wow that nutmeg in large quantities you trip balls you will trip ass however um 
do not use it for this purpose because you are much more likely to be seriously hurt or killed than to have a short ass little trip. Just try mushrooms instead. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're that desperate for a trip, do do something that is probably not going to kill you. Uh, but then again, refer to our disclaimer. Don't take anything we ever say seriously. <laughs> uh, clo- clove, <laughs> nutmeg is used again in many toothpastes and in mouthwashes and cough syrups. For some reason, but it has a lot of the same oral hygiene effects uh, that we saw with clove. Mm. And it reminds me in a lot of way of clove. And I guess that's why I said clove at the beginning of that little bit. Uh, But in some places it was common. And I think some places still around the world will do this. It's common to take a, um, a nutmeg and to tie it to a toddler. Like as a necklace, <laughs> just tie it to a toddler, but to put a necklace with a nutmeg on it <laughs> and give it to a, a a teething toddler or a teething teething child for them to kind of gnaw on, and it can have some of the same anti-inflammatory. They would so much, uh, it would be so nasty, and it would, but it would help soothe the pain. Yeah, I think that this is highly interesting. However, I you know recommend that you don't do this. Breathe a neurotoxin. Yes, mm-hmm. but also because choking. Mm-hmm. But it was it, it is an interesting thing that if there's something that's going to dull pain that like we're going to we're going to find it like as people we're mm-hmm. going to seek it out. So I like to watch babies. They're like when dogs teeth and they get that glassy eyed look of just like satisfaction. Yeah. You know, it hurts so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So into the metaphysical. I, OK, so the metaphysical on nutmeg is actually pretty cute. <laughs> it's really, really adorable <laughs> because like the spice itself, uh, when you use nutmeg and witchcraft, it is warm and and spicy. It's it's a little treat, spicy. honestly. It is perfect for works uh, between lovers. Oh, not just like love spells, but works between lovers. First of all, it's questionable to say if you should ever do like a love spell uh, when somebody doesn't really know. Uh. I am not going to weigh in with what I think about it, but just know there's controversy. However, as with anything, when two people are working towards a common goal. It can be like two heads are better than one, mm-hmm. you know. So it's said that if you are kind of like maybe like a married couple trying to get some some spice back mm-hmm. or something like that, it's perfect for those uses. So think of think of anything. Um, you put a little bit under your bed mm-hmm. in like a sachet mm-hmm. or um, sack. Put some in some like in a like a grown up bath time water, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Uh, and it's said to help spice that up. Also. It just creates this aura, this warm, safe, almost nostalgic. I saw like a lot of memory stuff tied to nutmeg. Uh, just like a warm and safe home. Kind of this this time of the year always makes me feel that way anyway. So it creates that kind of lo- loving, warm, safe home. And I mean physically warm also as well. Not just warm as in like, oh, I love everybody. Mm-hmm. But it also brings in general success, which was very broad. Uh, general success and money. It is a really, really, really popular for money works. One of the things that I kept seeing a little spell just being suggested over and over and over again was to grind a little bit of uh, nutmeg powder onto a green candle and burn it for the attraction of prosperity and Mm -hmm. fortune. I have to imagine it, you could do the same thing with a red candle Mm -hmm. in your, your love spells, your shacking up spells. And it is also said to be, this is kind of, for some reason, funny to me. It's said to bring about luck in games of chance. Oh. 
and rubbing <laughs> there's there's a tradition uh, of rubbing some nutmeg onto a lotto ticket oh shit letting the lotto ticket set for one day and one night so i guess you got to plan out when you're going to buy it let it set for one day and one night before the results are read and that will increase your chance of winning oh <laughs> so fuck you if you think i'm not I trying don't it don't count on it but it <laughs> might be more likely and then i got to thinking i was like you couldn't really do this with a scratcher Mm-mm. like a, like a, because it's already printed. The ink's mm-hmm. already been printed. Oh, yeah, I don't know? think that's going to change <laughs> just gonna underneath there. Just let it, just stare at it for a day and a night and be, God damn it. But I guess with like a, you know, the, the idea there is that the lotto balls have not yet been drawn. Right. And, and it can influence It can, that. yeah. You, your, your path can, has yet to be influenced. So in this way of luck, it's very commonly used in mojo bags for like a fast yeah, luck. I could see that. Uh, or, or... Fast money, I've seen it used for. So anything luck, money, and love related. All of Nutmeg's properties seem to be revolving around that kind of secure feeling that we really, really crave, especially this time of year. Um, Money, luck, love, happiness, warmth. And again, back to that point of actual physical warmth, which I know is really important to some people right now. (laughs) Or a lot of people right now, anyway. Um... And not necessarily for folks down in, like, Australia or anything, because uh, I believe it's getting pretty toasty down there. Mm-hmm. But up here, we're, we're having some some cold come through, and a lot of people are bummed out. And more than just being bummed out, some people really need it Yeah, there right are, now. yeah, some people that are actually struggling. Right. So I want to just, I want to take a moment, and I want to end with a an encouragement for some kitchen witchery, uh, which I have rediscovered a little bit of a love for recently and i want to i want to share my uh enchanted recipe for warm and fuzzy feeling charmed nutmeg cake and caramel icing oh wow uh this is a recipe from all recipes um i've made this recipe before i think it's quite good I've renamed it to make it my own because I'm a narcissist, but also I really love the term warm and fuzzy. Mm. And once you enchant something, I feel like you've changed the recipe yeah, enough I feel that. To, to get the right to rename it. So, um, All right. So all of the ingredients and the instructions will be after the music. But for the purpose of ritualizing this and making this more of a spell or a charm, I want to just kind of go through what you'll do. Mm-hmm. What, sets, what, some, what sets something different uh, aside from just cooking some sweet treats to it being a a production of something magical Mm -hmm. the first thing you want to do is is clear your space and you can do this in any way that feels good to you i like to use smoke Mm -hmm. as casting a circle is not like ideal when you want to be moving around the kitchen Mm -hmm. kicking salt around and stuff a good smoke circle you can say the things that you want to say you can invoke or call on or ask for any kind of deities that you work with, ancestors, lunar vibes, whatever you feel like is going to get in there and protect you while you're working this. So the next thing that you're going to want to do is decide how you want to work energetically. And I'm just going to run through what I do. It starts very uh, common. I think it's very common to start with a good grounding. And what I do, I have a hard time. Okay, you guys know that my root chakra is not great. (laughs) And I don't, I feel like Macy, you can ground Like, without thinking about it. It's just part, yeah. You just can kind of do it. I really have a tough time doing it. So let me tell you how I do it. I really create my space, close my eyes, and then I have to use those visualization Mm -hmm. tricks of, like, growing the roots from your feet all the way to the core of the earth and then, like, literally using your foot roots to Mm -hmm. drink in that energy of the earth. 
that takes a little bit of time for me. But when I, when I kind of get into it, especially if I'm playing some good ritualistic music mm-hmm. in the background, kind of getting into that vibe and um, just taking a moment, really making it a moment, I can get there. The next thing I do is quite easy for me is to bring energy down from above and kind of start at the head. And some a lot of people you'll hear it referred to as like a white light. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's always been golden. So however you visualize the 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 kind of spirit energy or universe energy whatever you're you know thinking of as above so below I kind see of it stuff as like tendrils of fog really yeah interesting like kind of little it like creeps its way down almost. yeah oh like a little have spooky ghost seen, finger have you ever seen that video and it honestly is like a chili finger have you ever seen that video <laughs> Uh, and it's the ocean floor and all these little crabs. Yeah. And there's that weird ice thing that like hits the floor and then freezes the forest floor. You know what I'm talking about? No, and it looks I don't. like I was a white little tornado two, going through the ocean. I was thinking when the two ocean parts meet each other and it kind of does a swirly thing. Yeah. So kinda like- this is like a freaky ice spear that hmm. just starts in the ocean and then it touches the floor and then freezes all the crabs. But I <laughs> know. But it's Jim. It, it looks like a white, like tendrily thing hmm. and that's always what i picture when i like you picture the universe really? part coming yeah. down is that it's like this little tendril fog mm-hmm. kind of thing and it just like drapes down and works its way down see i've always pictured it like a um like a ufo beam like a tractor Love beam, that. you know and it just kind of bam it's on because i i feel like it's always there mm-hmm. and i just have to kind of tap into it mm-hmm. and and be like okay i it's always here but i'm he, i'm looking at it now and it's just a super right almost like a spotlight and i feel like everybody gets their own you know so mm-hmm. it's like sometimes to look around and to see people with their own individual like light spikes you know it's it's uh you know what do you like mean? from a like okay okay so like if i was sitting under that beam mm. oh and it was gotcha. a dark room okay. so like you'd have your own little spirit connection like everybody has yeah, their own you got little, your own spiky, little one you know thing However, draw some of that energy down and and let them meet in the middle. Mm. I always feel like they meet kind of right in the in the stomach area. The the red earth energy kind of meets with that golden light and they kind of swirl and they kind of hang out. And then I feel like that's when I've grounded. So now I'm going to use that energy that I've pulled down to put it into the ingredients of what I'm cooking. Cuz I don't like to just use my own energy mm-hmm. to do it. I like to have that lend a hand. But I need to feel like the energy is coming from somewhere or else you're going to be worn out yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think we've all accidentally at yes, least for sure. used our own energy in this kind of purpose. So that's all that we're trying to avoid here is we want to ground so we can pull that energy from somewhere larger than ourselves. All right. So you are going to hold any of the ingredients that you wish to make magic. So in this particular recipe, the ingredients that I would pull that I want to put a little something into would be the eggs, the sugar, uh, and the nutmeg. So the eggs would be for protection because, you know, the mm-hmm. shell, they represent the whole protection. The sugar for like sweetness and for kind of a like a happy kind of happy-go-lucky feeling. And then the nutmeg for that spicy warmth that it brings. One by one, you're going to hold your recipe or your recipe. You're going to hold your ingredient in your hands. I like to sandwich them. Mm. And you're going to think about what you want that to represent. So with the nutmeg, I want it to represent that nostalgic kind of Christmas time feeling that mm. you get, you know, you think almost about being a kid and you, you're home and it's like a cold snow day, but you're warm inside and you're safe and you're protected. 
uh, and you got a roof over your head. And again, you don't have to have all of these things, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have great Christmas memories of being a kid. And I'm saying Christmas is just a time of year Mm -hmm. reference. You don't have to have all these things, but that feeling that it invokes is the same. Mm -hmm. And and I want to pass the energy that I'm feeling through my hands into the thing that I'm holding, the nutmeg, right? And you just do it until it feels like, okay, I've jam-packed this herb with everything that it can hold. And now when I ingest it, it's going to like re-release that feeling back into my body and, and my family, whoever has it. I almost view kitchen witchery like charging a battery. Like you're charging up these ingredients. And then later when you eat the shit, <laughs> it's like it's it's putting it back yeah. into you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like you're saving, a, you're doing a lot of work at once to save it and have it later on down the line and not have to do this like every single Mm -hmm. time some people do like to charge like charm or enchant or whatever the food that they eat like right before they do it Mm -hmm. uh, or say blessings or whatever uh that's a lot for me i want to do it up front Mm -hmm. and then get out of the way all right so after you've enchanted everything that you wish to use you're gonna just make the cakes as normal again recipe after the music uh all while kind of staying connected to the energies that you brought in through your feet or from above however you choose to do that keep your goal in mind so picture yourself eating these when they're finished um with your friends and your family and picture yourself feeling that nostalgic feeling and picturing yourself feeling very cared for all the things that nutmeg brings uh financial security security in um our relationships and definitely physically warmth as you're kind of cooking i like to keep some music going in the background and this is the point where i will change it from something that i really need to concentrate something you can get down to to just something you can get down to and just have that joyous feeling that you're trying to uh instill in the food so after you've finished and you've popped them in the oven and you're kind of done then you're gonna thank the energies anything that you've been holding in uh anyone that you called in to help you gods goddesses whatever give them a little thank you close your circle in any way that you wish i kind of just envision the energies kind of like okay i'm done Mm. and they go back and i say thank you to everybody who joined me and yada keeping keeping you safe when your back is turned doing Mm. the because i I imagine also like when you're doing these rituals, you're kind of preoccupied. Mm -hmm. So I like to think that you're being protected. And then, of course, you want to say thank you for doing that. Return any energy that does not that wasn't yours. Mm -hmm. Right. So as we raise energy, we've talked before about if you don't like ground after a thing, you can like be hyped Mm -hmm. for like the rest of the day Mm -hmm. and not in a great way. In like a too much coffee Almost, kind of yeah, way. Yeah, like manic. Yeah, like, like and it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's like, it's just kind of sweaty. So I always like to put my hands, this is what I do. I put my hands on the floor or I will just hold them out. And I'll imagine all of the energy that what that's no longer mine and all of the things that are no longer serving me are kind of returning back to the earth. Mm-hmm. And after I'm done, I'm the same as I was when I walked into it. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. So I know it's it's a little, it's just a little tiny ritual, uh, pretty short and pretty sweet. The longest part by far is going to be opening your, like opening your space. Yeah. But it's pretty quick. And uh, if you've never participated in kitchen witchery, I think it's a good place to start and not a full fucking meal, but yeah. it's a little sweet treat. And stay tuned again after the music for that full recipe. Nice. And I tried to find a, a quote about nutmeg and wouldn't you know it, there's not any mm. <laughs> i believe that there's a there's a bunch of really sad quotes about like nutmeg's history <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like 
I don't want to be like, and to end this, nutmeg caused the deaths of thousands. Was there like an urban dictionary entry for nutmegging? Uh, to nutmeg somebody? Mm, I should look. Is I it think... like, is that like bullfrogging? I think it should be. <laughs> okay, so here's the first one. It's just nutmeg. Nutmeg in football slash soccer when you dribble the ball between the defender's legs. Or a very useful spice. <laughs> um, and then there's nutmegging. The, oh. Oh. What is it? To purposefully take a lot of nutmeg to experience those uh, oh, psychoactive. The, the drug? Yes. Uh, and it says, even on Urban Dictionary, it's saying don't do it. So you know it's serious. Yeah. Even if they're saying don't do it. Good old Urban Dictionary. Oh, oh, oh. Wow, this soccer thing's really popular. Okay. Nothing great. Now we know. Now we know. <laughs> Nothing great. We know that if we dribble a soccer ball between somebody's legs. That's nutmeg. nutmeg. Hmm. I'm going to talk to you about sweet guns. Please do. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. And I have a couple different names for you for this. Oh. So let's Gentleman's talk. spiky butthole. No, oh. unfortunately not. God damn. I thought about gentleman's butthole today. I think about gentleman's butthole all the time. <laughs> something made me think. I don't remember what it was. It was something. I heard the word a, a button. And I was like, button wiener. <laughs> yeah. And then it went to butthole. I think of it anytime I see those weird cat pictures with like. The jewels. That oh they yeah, put. covering the butthole. Yeah. I think because it was somebody like immediately posted it, and they were like, "Is this what a gentleman's butthole is?" Uh, yeah. And I just all I can think it's about like, is now that. it is. No, oh, yeah. So this, uh, there's none of that, but there are some good ones. There's, not, there's none of that. There's none of that. So the sweet gum tree. I'm talking about the American sweet gum tree. Oh, America. Yep. AKA the hazel pine. Hmm. The juniper. Satin walnut. <laughs> okay red sure red gum and red alligator gum. wood excuse me i don't know why satin walnut is the most inaccurate description of that it sounds like a shitty stripper name satin walnut <laughs> walnut i'm satin walnut I don't know what else Satin Walnut would say. That's all. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so the American sweet gum tree is native to the southeastern United States, as well as Mexico and parts or parts of Mexico and Central America. Mm. So it's a deciduous tree, meaning that it drops its leaves. It's little leaves every single year. And huh. its leaves look like little five pointed stars. Little green star boys. Metal. And metal. <laughs> Uh, it's a very fast-growing tree, and it's a tough boy. Yeah. Uh, it's got a high tolerance for a lot of things, so it can't. It doesn't mind moist soil. Yeah, it, it's cool with like coastal areas of the eastern United States. It's really thick through the eastern United mm. States, and it can even handle salt, huh. like a little bit of salt in the soil and whatnot. Um, and due to it preferring the moisture in the warm areas, it will often grow next to willows. Oh. They like the same things. I also think that's why it gets a reputation of being a little shit tree mm -hmm. is because they are fast growing and they are hard to get rid of. Yeah. So they spread. Yeah. A lot. So when a sweet gum turns around 20 is when it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the weirdest way 
phrase that. When they have their 20th birthday party. <laughs> they turn or twin. Okay, sure. That's when they start dropping balls. That's when their balls <laughs> drop. <laughs> I quit. I'm leaving. It's, it produces its spiky fruits. So they're technically little fruits. And uh, which are full of seed. And um, because of this honestly really badass ingenious design of the sweet gum ball, there's some advantages here with it. And there's a, it kind of explains the sweet gum's success. So while it's a really vital food source, the sweet gum, which balls, the balls... <laughs> Sweet gum balls. God damn it. Absolutely. My brain. Which ball? The balls. Could not fix that. <laughs> it's super vital to uh, the forest critters. Mm. So things like squirrels and shit. Love is, them. So the spiky balls, is that after the fruit has... So the spiky... So they're green and okay. spiky. Yeah. And not so sharp when they're not ripened yet. Yeah. Then they ripen. And then when they fall, they've opened up. And then the, the dead seeds are all that's left. Oh. Yeah. So, but before that, like a bunch of little forest mammals, deer and shit will will eat them and it's very nutritious, protein dense to eat the seeds out of the sweet gum pod sure. uh, before it opens up. However, while the little forest critters can get into it, insects can't. So they can't destroy the seed pods really, hmm. making it a great tree for reforestation because if it lo- odds are it's going to drop a shitload of seeds mm. and those seeds are hardy and they'll take. So, it's it's interesting, and I've not read this about a tree before. The tree itself actually improves the health of the soil hmm. by correcting the nitrogen level in it. Oh, so it's like tomatoes. It's neat. It's tomatoes or potatoes that you, you want to plant every once in a while to, like, re... To balance out the soil. Huh. That's neat. I didn't know that. But I was they're just... Help, they're helpful, little, little boys. So here are some common uses uh, that you can do. I thought these were cute ideas. I have the website... Uh, at the end and these were some of them so you can lay the pods around young plants to deter snails and slugs because they don't want to crawl over that shit yeah they're not about that so create a ring of like (laughs) basically like razor wire around your plants and the snails and the slugs won't fuck with it i wonder if it'll keep that fucking possum away i doubt it Mm. i doubt it it'll probably just bite them and throw them away i'm gonna try it anyway I love that possum. He can suck it. I love him <laughs> so much. Hissing at my dog all the time. I don't know why I wrote this. I said it can deter snails and slugs who don't appreciate the texture. <laughs> so fancy. They don't appreciate I don't appreciate it. that. Uh, the same goes for rabbits. They don't like it either. And you can kind of press them into the ground a little so they don't blow away. Mm. You know, and make like a... <laughs> rabbits? <laughs> you just mush them into the ground. <laughs> Uh, you can use them in mulch. Uh, I you can like mulch them up. Hmm. You know, just throw those, the throw spiky those spikes everywhere. everywhere. They're great. So I thought this was a really interesting idea. So sometimes, depending on the plants in the bottom of your planters, you put like a base layer of rock or something down for drainage. And instead of using rocks, you can use sweet gum hmm. little balls. And like because they don't break down very easily. Really? Yeah, and they drain excellently and so you can line the bottom of your pots and planters huh. and shit they don't those, rust not quickly wow. it takes them a long time because i looked like if you want to try to compost them it takes a long time Ooh. they're like fucking wood okay 
Um, so you can use those as like drainage in your planters. They are velvet chestnut. Well, <laughs> whatever. Satin. Satin chestnut. Velvet chestnut. Uh, that was from futurefarming.org. Oh. So the pods, bark, and the leaves are all very medicinal. Sorry. <laughs> and the leaves. And the leaves. Got a lot coming at you. So the leaves, uh, they can be mashed into a poultice. Hmm. For uh, it's really really good for insect bites mm-hmm. that are getting all pissed mm-hmm. off, uh, as well as antibiotic requiring wounds. So if you got a wound that's starting to look a little infected, oh. get you some sweet gum leaves, mash them up, and paste them on there. Oftentimes people just use saliva. Yeah. You can just kind of chew it and Aragorn. Yeah, and um, you can do that, and that'll that'll do its thing. So this tree is not really toxic. Which is surprising because I always the thought way you say was. not really. Well, you know what I mean. It's still, yeah, yeah. It was always we were always told that they were poisonous. Yeah, it's not poisonous. So you know, huh. I'm not going to tell you to like suck on the leaves to make a poultice. Don't let your cat suck on. Don't it let your sure. cat suck on it at all. And but like maybe if you have like a mortar and pestle, like mash them up a little yeah. bit and then kind of mix, put a little bit of good water and kind of get the all the oils broken mm. up and then paste, make like a poultice out of it. Hmm. You could use it for bites or like an infected wound. And you can do that with the the actual spiky ball? The leaves. The soft little green five-point leaves. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is a breakdown of everything. There's some shit with the balls and some shit with the bark. Um, the pods can be broken open and you can get the seeds uh, and like they have like a thin papery shell and, the, and you get that off. You can actually grind them into flour. Oh. Which I was very surprised by. Huh. Um, and they can be eaten. Uh, they're a good protein dense foraging food. Oh. And the sap is like anti everything. It's anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, antibacterial. Huh. Uh, it's some people, in some studies I've seen that it almost has like a very mild chemo property. Oh, wow. Um, like it's just a bamf. Yeah. In every way. Um, and that was from, I love Foraging Texas. That was from Foraging Texas. Foraging it's Texas. a great site. I need to check that out. And I encourage everybody to check out some form of foraging for your area. Yeah. So you can really, really learn your... Your goods. Yeah. And that's what I love. And I'm, I'm starting to do that more. And so now I know, okay, so when spring comes, I'll collect the green leaves. Yeah. And I'll preserve them and dry them and have mason jars of those. Yeah. So if I get bit by a goddamn wasp or something... Slap that shit on there real quick. How would you preserve a green? How would you? Do I think that? I would just dry it like a tea. Yeah, and, you know, and, and and then you could still use it. Yeah, I think you that? can. Okay. I think you can. All right, so yeah. it doesn't have to be fresh. Yeah, huh. I don't think I think it'll be fine, and so it'll retain its properties, and then you you just get some warm water and yeah. kind of you know make a bag out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think being a kid, it was so it was so ingrained into us that like, do not eat berries anything anything don't do this it's poisonous and and for good reason yeah as a kid yeah because you'll die you eat hemlock or something yeah but as an adult it's got me so freaked out that i'm scared to do anything i don't even know what certain trees are yeah because it's like why would i need to i'm not gonna use it for anything yeah so like to unlearn that and to really learn it this is, is unlearn is a good word for yeah. it. You have to deprogram yeah. yourself a and still bit. be careful. We're not advising you. Oh to... yeah. I'm not telling you to make a salad out of the leaves. Please God, <laughs> don't do that. Um, Macy told me to do it from the witch bitch amateur. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> this one I'm most excited about. 
So you can take the unripe green pods, the ones that haven't opened yet. Mm, they're still green. The soft. Yeah, they're softer. Yeah. And cut them in half or kind of mash them up a little bit and place them into a quart jar, a quart mason jar, mm. and then fill it, like fill up the quart jar and then fill up the quart jar with vodka hmm. or some sort of grain type alcohol. Steep it for six weeks and that makes a tincture uh, with antiviral properties. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's actually properties in the sweet gum tree um better like a mild tamiflu oh. so like the the chemical that makes tamiflu tamiflu in a mild form has like the properties exist in sweet gum right so it has an antibacterial antiviral property to it how would you use a tincture you can you drink it you just like take a shot yeah mm. yeah because I, I never know the difference between like a tincture and like a tea and a yeah a tincture is a very concentrated shot yeah pretty much and it's alcohol right um, I'm very, I'm really getting into tinctures. I'm excited mm-hmm. about those. The Cherokee would use a, a decoction. I wasn't really familiar with that word. Mm-hmm. Um, from the inner bark. So there's the outer bark and the inner bark uh, to calm the nerves and just kind of comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that was like a big thing. It was like a real calming de-stress type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and oil can be made from the leaves, stems, and inner bark to create a salve for minor aches and pains, which I also really want to yeah. make. Uh, and that was from Garden Grim- Grimoire. I think, ooh, Garden Grimoire, that sounds beautiful. That's pretty. Uh, I think I've actually seen some sweet gum uh, salves, like, on Etsy and, th- and things yeah. like that. But I think I've seen that as a, an active property or ingredient. I want to make some. Huh. I want to make some this summer or yeah. this spring when they're a little healthier. Yeah. I love a good salve. Uh-huh. Make good. Good salve. It's sap has been burned as incense for relaxation. Oh. Um, and it can actually, the sap can be chewed as a, like a gum replacement. Can? Can. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very okay, chewy. cool. The pods themselves have long been called witch's balls or witch's burrs. Oh. And they have a strong presence in hoodoo and conjure work. Mm-hmm. Their bread and butter is protection. Big time. As you can imagine. Yeah. Spiky. Look at yeah. them, you know. They're little spiny selves. They're believed to ward off evil. Mm. They can be hung over doors and whatnot mm-hmm. to prevent evil from entering enemies, etc. Um huh. And this can be done sneakily because, I mean, you can. there's a lot of crafty wreaths yeah. that you can make out of sweet gums. And you can kind of like incognito mm. hide a protection spell in your little fall wreath. Hell yeah. Or you could just go full out and make like a like a pentacle out of one. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm about to have a shit pile of them, so I'm going to try to craft. <laughs> um, it's also believed that they can increase effectiveness of spells. <laughs> so when they're used uh, as an offering on your altar, it's kind of believed that they can be an amplifier. Mm. So they're just kind of like a little, little beaming beacon of amplified energy. Um, and there are many spells there. Oh yeah. Oh, it was just a note. There's a lot of spells online Mm -hmm. of different things you can do with sweet gum pods. They're a very versatile thing in your practice. Uh, and so another thing, so the five pointed leaves symbolize balance of spirit and the elements, making the leaves a tremendous amplifier for potion work. So because you have that, that five pointed, um, pentagram, essentially mm-hmm. uh and the leaf it's the balance of the elements the balance of spirit it's just this balanced thing hmm. and putting it in potions with that balance can take your potion to a higher level nice nice, nice. i love potions yeah oh yeah love potions snape Ugh. <laughs> snape 
Uh, the burrs can be used uh, as the earth element on your altar, mm. which is not surprising. Uh, and they can also be added uh, to mojo bags, charm bags, etc., especially for protection and amplification. Mm-hmm. The burrs can be loaded for further power. So whether it be for protection, banishment work, or money drawing, that was one thing. Mm-hmm. I saw one spell. I actually saw it in a couple of different places. <laughs> it's so harsh. So basically, if you have somebody that owes you money or somebody, oh. you almost want to make uncomfortable to where it's like, ooh, I haven't paid them back yet. I, that's not good. I, yeah. you, know. <laughs> you, get a, you get a sweet gumber and you get their picture and you basically put their face side into the spine <laughs> and you tie it up until they're itchy enough wait, to pay on. you. Hold on. Wait, wait. So you just take a spiky ass sweet gumball. Mm. And shove somebody, you impale somebody's photo on it. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> and then you tie it. What's tie it? Like with a rope. Like oh, you just tie okay. it that way. Until, so, so it doesn't get away. Until they come pay you. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Uh, I, it makes sense. And that, just like a lot of things yeah. with like that conjure work. You know, yeah. it's just like, you know what? If you're going to want to make them itch, that's going to make yeah. them fucking itch. You're like, And I mean, if they owe you money, it's, I think it's justified. Yeah. You know? But nobody yeah. likes a thief. But you do you. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. I was like, oh, shit. That's so literal. Though. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so you can do a bunch of different things here. So the burrs, uh, they can be used in conjunction with oils, herbs, wax, like candle magic, mm. holy water. Uh, of course, Catholicism mm. has its place uh, here, oftentimes are uh, in prayer, holy water, things like that, uh, as well as incantations to create a powerful charm. Mm. Um, using these guys. I saw several online different things, like some were for protection, like a black, like herbs were picked and then a black candle sealed it all mm. in wax. Um, some were done in a trio like mm. that, like it would be a trio of them and then sealed in wax and then tied the straw, tied with like a red thread and then hung over the door or things uh, like that. Yeah. Or money drawing. There's all kinds of shit that you can do. So that's, that's one thing. And you know, you can use your candle magic colors and whatnot. Um, and different herbs for your purpose. And you can kind of load these bad boys up hmm. and do a spell with them. You know, like if you're trying to get some money coming in, grab one of those bad boys and a green spell candle and some good, like, prosperous herbs and oils and shit. Maybe like a money drawing oil. Mm. Put it on there and, you know, get it all loaded up and turn it into a little charm. Something yeah. like that. So I think they're super cute. Or just shove someone who owes you money, their photo onto it. Yes. And tie it. <laughs> if you're, if you're a little, uh, if you want to go to a little middle hand path, if you know? you've lost patience in the whole situation <laughs> and you know, you're probably not going to get your money back, but you want to make somebody go, Oh shit. Oh, I never, I should have paid them back. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I love the, un- like that uncomfortability element of it. It's like, it's not direct harm. No. It's just like, Oh, it's like, you know what you did and you need to at least feel bad. You need for to at least it. acknowledge like... it. <laughs> so the charm can then be placed where it can be most effective. So depending on your usage, said, so, you know, for one, if you did a protection spell, like by the front door, um, or maybe under the mm. bed, if you've been having like bad dreams mm. or something like that, mm-hmm. do a spell for psychic protection, seal it up in your little amplifier bad boy and put it under your bed. Uh, you can do all kinds of shit and, you know, just kind of customize it how you want it and and just kind of just put it up somewhere and let it radiate its little energy power. It's little protective spike boys. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's sweet gum. I love it. 
I'm really psyched about making a little sweet gum gum craft for like above my door. I want to make a pentacle wreath. Yeah. Now that you brought that up. (laughs) Yeah. Put some little flowers on it. Maybe get a big fake raven. (laughs) But one that's excessively large. I love fake birds and wreaths. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. I love fake bird. Like, I love... Oops. I love these wreaths, and I'm thinking uh, it's fresh because Halloween just happened, but like with the whole ass pumpkin in uh-huh. it, like the small ones, but it's just a uh-huh. whole ass pumpkin. I love wreaths. I love them so much. I do too. It's like <laughs> one of the only reasons that I wish I lived not in the country yeah. where somebody other than like my mom and Hunter could see my wreath. But see, you also, there's also freedom in that. Because yeah, I can get weird. I, yeah. I mean, I can't put, unless it is Halloween. I can't put some shit that I really want. I could want, put like a big know? suction cup dick in it and nobody and would care. And nobody. Well, I mean, not care is pretty strong. Yeah, but... Hunter would probably give it the evil eye <laughs> and be like, oh, God. Which, by the way, when I lost my phone and you sent me 400 evil, evil eyes. I had a feeling you would <laughs> have a chuckle. And the thing is, is I knew you were mad. I knew you were pissed off at me. But it was there was also like a level of humor to it. Yeah. That I was like, okay, I know she's mad, but she's not like. You know. I was scrolling through and I was like, what? And I was, I just found those on, I was like, no because... goddamn way they have the evil eye as an emoji. And I sent you 50 of you them. Did. After you sent me 50 the knives. knives. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my phone for a little while, guys. And, uh. It was like in the middle. It was like it was a during day. spooky soap planning. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was a bad time to lose my phone, and I was just like, "Oh shit, what do I do?" And it took me way too long to figure out that I should just jump on Facebook on the computer and message you and be like, "Yo, I lost my phone." So when I did find it, there was just so many things. It's just like Charlie, <laughs> and like a Marco. You said you're like, "I need. I need you to write me back." <laughs> okay, we- and I think I said you one that was just like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I, t- to be honest with you, you sent, there was about three Marcos sitting there when I got my phone back and I watched the first one, but I did not watch the other two. Cause I, I was like, I was like, she's just yelling at me. I'm not going to watch these. When you, I, the last one that I said, the unboxing one, I was like, look, maybe this will get you to answer. And I was just throwing shade. Oh, but the God. evil eye is my new favorite emoji. It's, it's, I cannot believe that it exists. I, I know. And to get 400 of them in yeah. a text, just I could just picture you like... They were sent with love, but also that... <laughs> but like, also annoyance. Laced yeah. with like... <sighs> like, okay, I'm serious. I am giving you the evil. Like, I want you to chuckle at this, but I also want you to... Write me the fuck back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. Okay, well, I'm just going to lose my pop filter for the rest of the episode, okay. so... Sorry if I pop my peas at you. Um, wow. That was the, wow. Wow. That was the first episode we've done in quite some time. Yeah. Felt good about it. It wasn't as focused as we have been in the past. Well, you know, that's, that's we had to be some catching up. You know, but, um, what are you going to do? That's what, that's what chopping stuff out in post is for. Yeah. Man, I'm ready to meet, like, get, get my cat. Yeah. Like, get him here. You know what you should name him? You should name him Beans. You're naming him um, Dante. Dante. He also though, looks sweet. like a Gunther. I will never not think of Gunther. From I know. Friends. <laughs> That's my only thing because I really don't just love Gunther character or yeah, name? the character. Really? Yeah, I do like him in around season four when he's when he's just... not just like a hopeless, absolute dependent 
Yeah. Wretch. But he still makes funny comments yeah. about like... He uh, throws a lot of shade. You know, like somebody's wearing shoes and he's like, Rachel has those in red or whatever. So and it's just that weird shit. Or when he's re- being really mean to Ross. He is really mean to Ross. And I love it so much. <laughs> I think he, I like the name Dante and he's very devious. He's a fun little cat. I can't wait to meet him. He's a little fuck. I'm ready for him. He's a little, he's a little fuck. <laughs> he's a little fuck. Great attitude and he loves attention, but he's scrappy enough that I think he'll do, he'll, he needs to be an outside cat. Like, I think he will love being an outdoor cat. Plus, he looks like a forest cat. Oh, look at his little, his little long face hair. Yeah, he's got very big eyebrows. Mm. And he's got a, he looks like a little bobcat, mm. kind of. And he's real funny. Uh, so everybody's going to meet Dante in photo form soon. Dante. Dante. Because he's a little devil. He's a little devil boy. Or what did you just call him? A little shit? He's a fuck. <laughs> he's a fuck. He's a shit. He's a little fuck. No, man. Well... You know who's not a fuck? Jim. <laughs> no. He, what? No. I, I didn't know where you were going with it. Jim is the king is of the all fuck. fucks. Sweet that, buttery that Jesus. Icy, icy fuck. <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about Beanie, who is the writer of today's uh, bean footage. Beanie, like the bee's knees? Like yes. B-E-E-K-N. It's B-E-E-N-E-E. And then, I don't know how they do that, but they put a little emoji in the name as well. Oh, which I didn't think you could do. So, let's just sit back and relax and let Mama read you some bean footage. I'm ready. All right, here we go. This is from Beanie. It's called Favorite Witch Cast Ever. Oh, shit. I have been listening for a year now. Whoa. And re-listening. Oh. God bless you. I love everything about it. It feels like listening with knowledgeable and comical friends. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. That's good. <laughs> I thought I'd leave you hanging there. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. enough. Listen to it. I promise you will not regret it. Thank you, Beanie. I like that. Followed by a bee emoji. I like the bee. Uh, it's a very cute little bee. It's not even like the from the front bee. It's like a profile of a bee. Cute. Which is adorable. <laughs> Maybe that might just be how it translated on my phone, though. But okay, listen, Mace Wad, mm. do you want to support local podcasts? Sure. <laughs> I actually do support our podcast. <laughs> Would you like to support small uh, small business podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd like to do that, we have an advertise cast. Mm-hmm. Where can you find it? You can find it at advertisecast.com forward slash the witch bitch amateur hour podcast uh except no not podcasts oh <laughs> the witch bitch amateur hour i'll never learn these and that one's new too and i never can remember it uh we have one email where you get about a half of an email's worth that you're allowed to send yeah yeah you have a uh, 300 character limit <laughs> Not even. We get some pretty great emails. Yeah, we you guys, do. And uh, we're just kidding. We just joke because we're shitty at <laughs> corresponding well. Send us an email at wbahpodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. Mm. You know, it's not the one. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> where can you uh, where can you go throw some sweet gumballs at Jim at? <laughs> You can watch Jim lazily bat away said 
sweet gumballs that he threw away with his one chilly hand. Sucking on just a pound of nutmeg. Oh, yeah, he would be. Mm. He'd be have like a teething necklace of it. Oh, he would. Just slurping on it. And his eyes are like dilating because he's tripping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. He'd be a wild card. Trippin' Jim? Trippin' Jim. Fuck Trippin' Jim. Trippin' Chili Fingered Jim. That'd be a nightmare. Oh, boy. Trippin' Jim is a nightmare. Jim is a nightmare. He is a nightmare. I imagine Trippin' Jim, though, runs like all disjointed and all leggy and scary. Mm. Mm. Or like backwards, but like still looking at you. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) But you can see him do all of these things. Yeah, you can go see Trippin' Jim. Over at... Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. We have one Twitter. One Twitter. What did we used to do for Twitter? At... Is that what we used to do for Twitter? I don't remember. You just used to try to... Copy me. Copy me. Forever. Ever. Uh, we have one tweeter at bitch hour. Oh. That's what we would do. Mm. We would say bitch hour in different ways. Yes, we would. Come meet with us over on Facebook at which amateur hour. We're there. Uh, no. Join the coven. <laughs> no bitch on Facebook. We have a Patreon if you're out of your mind. Yeah, I don't get it. And want to- <laughs> <laughs> to help support uh, the podcast, the small local business podcast. Yep. That is the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Patreon.com slash WBH podcast. And Macy, mm. should you wish to send a letter to the most glorious, glittery, sugary, candy-coated, sweet, sweet, cutest little P.O. box in Texas, where is it? It is a P.O. box 865. <laughs> the the hand over the mouth also makes it sound a little old time. Kind of radio show. <laughs> Got a little bit of like a like a fallout vibe. There it is. We've gotten some wonderful mail. We thank y'all so much for sending yeah. it. We read all of it. And, and no pressure to, to send us actual items. I don't know. No, no. Like, we got just some lovely letters. Yeah. I love reading the letters. It's so great. It's so cool to see something handwritten come through. We got one that was real funny. And her pen died like six times. <laughs> and then at the last one, she was just like, another one bites the dust. Like in the margins. <laughs> and like started a new one. I'm just <laughs> like, just changing from like it, red it, to blue. It was like, like, like pale black to like kind of gray even more, and then just like good saturated black i'm like it's funny uh well so thank you guys for sticking with us again again uh i could not be more grateful for the return to normalcy <laughs> yes and, um that was a yawn th- yeah followed by a very enthusiastic yes yes uh and tune in next time for another episode of the Witch Bitch another Amateur Hour. normal, boring-ass episode. <laughs> Tell us what normal, boring-ass thing you'd like us to talk about. Because <laughs> good God, boring feels pretty good. It feels swell. <laughs> it swells. Swells. It slaps. Mm. Slaps your swelling. Oh, ew. <laughs> You're doing little ball taps with your hand. <laughs> I know. I meant to. (laughs) I can't. How do we end these things? It's hot. Let's go. Okay.
Welcome back, beans, for some more kitchen witchery. For this enchanted, warm, and fuzzy-feeling charmed nutmeg cake and caramel icing, you will need three eggs at room temperature. I know that that's a pain, but it's important. One half of a cup of butter, softened, also important. One and a half cups of white sugar, one cup of buttermilk, one teaspoon vanilla extract, two cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon baking powder, one teaspoon baking soda, two teaspoons ground nutmeg, and a fourth teaspoon of salt. For the caramel, caramel icing, you will need a half a cup of packed brown sugar, three tablespoons cream, one-fourth cup butter, and one and a half cup confectioner's sugar. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go to that oven. You're going to preheat it to 350 degrees. That's Fahrenheit. Lightly grease two nine-inch round cake pans. Beat the crap out of that butter and the white sugar with an electric mixer or just go ham on it with a hand mixer and a large bowl until it's light and fluffy. The mixture should be noticeably lighter in color. Add the room temperature eggs in three batches, or one at a time, blending them into the butter mixture fully. Stir in the vanilla. Sift together the flour, baking powder, baking soda, nutmeg, and salt. At this point, you're going to add one-third of the flour mixture into the bowl and mix it until it's just barely incorporated. Then add half of the buttermilk, mixing it gently. Continue adding the flour alternatively with the buttermilk, mixing until combined. Then you're going to spread that batter into your prepared pans. You're going to bake this for about 25 to 30 minutes, or until the old toothpick trick happens the way it's supposed to. Be sure you let those cakes cool completely. Ooh, that was some alliteration for your ass. Before you put the icing on. To make the caramel icing, in a medium saucepan, heat the brown sugar and the cream or the milk, whichever you decide to use, and a fourth cup of butter until it is boiling. Boil it for two minutes, then remove it from the heat and let it cool. Stir in the confectioner's sugar and beat it until it is smooth. Add more cream or milk or confectioner's sugar as needed to achieve your desired consistency. Make sure that you really take the time to enchant those ingredients, and I am absolutely sure that you're going to dig it. If you're into kitchen witchery at all, you will totally, totally notice a difference. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Again, this has been some kitchen witchery, a uh, W-B-A-H st style <laughs> by beans.